monkey travels on its stomach, but that's not all. World travelers do too. So in the past, we've talked about alcohol, desserts, terrible food, and amazing food that we've encountered on all of our travels. But today, we're going to talk about food that's inspiring us to travel. I'm Emily. And I'm Lee, and my stomach is growling already. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Zen. And deep inside me, there's a very obese man trying to get out. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I love food. <laughs> but before we start, as always, let's do a quick, short commercial break. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives. But fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion. Start a new business with our fully online professional certificate programs. Available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Okay, so before we start talking about some of our destinations we want to go to for go to for food, um, let's set a baseline. So the three baselines are: what are your current favorite foods, and from where? Um, the best foods that you've had while traveling, and where do you want to go? Um, so I'm going to toss the um, talk the speaking baton to Lee because I want to hear what Lee has to say. <laughs> Is that okay, Lee? <laughs> sure. But since I'm already kind of like like thinking about everything I want to be eating, um, well, it's no surprise. Favorite, one of my favorite foods for anyone who has ever talked to me or even glimpsed at any of my social media is ice cream. <laughs> and and I have gone on trips as I've mentioned before in the podcast, specifically for ice cream. Uh, you know, going to the Ben and Jerry's factory in Vermont. You know, just because in middle of November. Uh, so things like that. And that's one of my favorites. Another one is sushi, which oh, I yeah. know, I know. And I was, fun fact. So I recently heard that sushi is quickly becoming, now that we're in the pandemic, one of the fastest growing takeout foods because people are sick of pizza mm -hmm. and burgers and they, it's time to like, I guess, you know, jeans don't fit. Um, and then. And it's kind of hard to make at home. It is. You don't, it is. I mean, it's kind of hard to make at home and hard to get the ingredients oh, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but could be fun for the whole family. But you know, maybe it, it's better to leave it to the professionals. <laughs> and then another favorite food of mine, I mean, is I'm just gonna say bread, but that's like anything remotely close to bread. So pizza crust, um, biscuits, anything that would give you know somebody on keto like the high oh, the heebie-jeebies. I want to eat it. Oh man, <laughs> you're making my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will follow up with that. I'm gonna say. I love everything that Lee has already said, <laughs> but I, to add to that list, I, uh, okay. So in high school, I was part of this club and we were doing an icebreaker and everyone's doing, it was the favorite food, right? So everyone's going around saying like pizza, sushi, all this stuff. And they get to me and I say soup. And everyone turns and looks at me and goes, 
what do you mean soup? Like chicken noodle soup? What kind of soup? Like, what, what do you mean? Like soup isn't, it was such a weird, um, I don't know, choice for them that I was just like, I was like, soup is a food. Soup is a type of food. <laughs> um, but I love, because I'm Vietnamese, in case we haven't talked about that, but um, pho is a very like staple soup of the Vietnamese cuisine. So I love pho. It's a noodle, it's a noodle soup. soup. Yes. Thank you for clarifying. It's a noodle soup. So I like, yeah. I guess Asian noodle soups. Um, do, do we have non-noodle soups? I guess we do. Um, but pho, like ramen. Um, and then, but I also love like American soup. Like I do love a good chicken noodle soup if it's really good. Or I guess if you, is clam chowder a soup? I'm not sure. But chowder, yes. love it. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So soups. Manhattan or New England? New England. <laughs> uh, so soups for sure for me. And but honestly, I I used to not like. Okay, let me back up. Whenever I used to say my what my favorite food was, it was usually Italian. I love pasta, love pizza. But as I've gotten older, I have grown super appreciative of the Asian culture, which I guess I was exposed to it so much when I was younger that I never really named it as my favorite food it was like an everyday food for me um but i love vietnamese of course japanese chinese and you'll see where my stomach wants to take me as we talk about this all over asia (laughs) oh i want to add one more because you made me you reminded me how much i love uh the foods of southern louisiana and especially i will i will travel for a good crawfish etouffee I, I will I will drive the distance because it is such and I and my heart breaks for how badly I've seen it in like Ralph Brennan's at downtown Disney um my apologies if they're not a sponsor so. <laughs> <laughs> love, I love K, I love Cajun and Creole cooking so mm. I, I need to throw that one in there yeah oh boy oh okay, boy too oh so. yeah a, a three napkin one yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, my favorite foods are, man, I eat the, the, one of the problems with me is I eat everything, but I would say right now, my two favorite foods are Japanese food and, uh, Ethiopian food. Ooh. Um, yes. so if you eat, um, Japanese food, I mean, I'm talking about the typical, the udons, the ramens, the sushi, the, I mean, they, they have all sorts of other things like octopus balls and stuff like that. I just love Japanese food. Um, but as far as Ethiopian food, have you two had Ethiopian yes, food before? Yes, yeah. Oh, so in the last, if you are so lucky to live near a um, Ethiopian restaurant in Orange County, there's a small area. Um, I think it's in Buena Park slash Anaheimish area, and then there's another part near LA is a uh, little Ethiopia. Um, they have the closest. Uh, the closest I can compare it to is. Um, uh, very subtle Indian food and a sourdough. What would you call that crepe that you eat the food with? So you grab some mm. of the sourdough crepe. You eat the lentils. Um, it's not nearly as spicy as Indian food, but man, the flavors are fabulous. Um, so I I really highly suggest both of those. Oh yeah, and you eat with your hands, so, right? For Ethiopian food, yes, yes. you eat with your hands. Mm-hmm. Delicious. 
um the bread is called an anari bread and it's um like i said it's like a large crepe and you grab a little piece of it it's fluffy and kind of spongy um i guess part of it is because it's it's a sourdough combination with um teff flour with well actually in ethiopia it's all teff flour in the united states they usually mix it in with a little bit of wheat flour um but man that's the best stuff ever <laughs> mm, it is oh agreed so um i know washington dc area has a lot of ethiopian food too so if you're in washington dc you have to go for the ethiopian so all right well since i forced you to go first <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll 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 take the um places that i want to go the the first place i want to go to is um so it's a combination of the food this is my new thing it's a combination of the food and the culture is i really want to go to korea me too um mm-hmm. you should specifically south korea yes <laughs> yes highly recommend good, good smart choice <laughs> <laughs> why is it on your list though your stay in north korea could be extended (laughs) should you get in yeah and they have a great gym breaking rocks uh, (laughs) outdoors all day long Uh, um uh emily why why is it on oh man okay so i again growing up i my choice of travel was always europe I always chose Europe over Asia. Uh Uh, But then as I grew and my, you know, I got to experience the world and get in touch with my Asian culture, I guess. (laughs) I have this newfound love the last, probably college, last few years of just, um, not I still want to go to Europe, but now I also want to go and explore Asia. And my aversion to Asia was always, uh, it's very biased because it's based on the homeland, Vietnam, where it's super uh, humid and lots of mosquitoes and mosquitoes oh, yeah. love me. So that's just my, my complete aversion to all of Asia, <laughs> which is sad. <laughs> yes, it's very true. Um, and I'm not the only one. I've met other people, as Zen has confirmed. <laughs> I've met other people whose aversion is also because of the mosquitoes. But learned um netflix has helped me learn about the food of asia so korea just apart from the culture and their food just looks amazing and i've just never thought about going to korea but then i watched all these netflix food documentaries and i just want to go um one of the places or one of the foods on my list is i don't know how to pronounce it but it's looks like but if they're rice cakes they're like the cylindrical rice cakes that um i guess the, it's stir fried with like soy sauce chili paste sesame seeds and it's just a really it looks delicious because i love rice and um rice cakes sound good <laughs> oh i know what you're talking about yeah yeah okay. sorry it's <laughs> You you can buy those at the Korean yeah. Store. I've actually had them here, but I just want the authentic version from in Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they serve them roasted with honey on top of them. Ooh, of it. Have you ever had? No, it no. I've usually had it with kind of okay. like a, with a stew, kind of. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. But 
you can roast them so they're kind of like charred on so they're what it is is like if you ever had a mochi, mm-hmm. mochi um out of japan it's kind of like a cylinder version of that and um they're a little bit denser so they're kind of like sticks made out of rice flour and then what they do is you i think they coat it might coat it in oil and then you actually put them on and you roast them like if you're at a uh, korean barbecue you could roast them on the pan and then they're served with a honey and then you just eat it like a dessert Yum. so good so the reason why i want to go is the same thing with you emily is that the last couple of years i've been um in southern california there's a large uh, korean population and um more and more and more korean grocery stores and um, restaurants have been opening up and so i've had an opportunity to try their foods and learn more about their culture um so my favorite foods is something called a babimbap oh yes it's so good <laughs> <laughs> um what that is kind of like a Asian cob salad on top of rice. (laughs) (laughs) It totally is. (laughs) Right? That's a great description of it. It, it, Except you, and you blend it up. Yeah. Yeah. So they put like a layer of rice. They have a lot of different pickles and vegetables and, you know, maybe a few meats and they're lined up like a cob salad on top of the rice. They give you some red chili paste. Um, It's not very hot, but it's like a chili paste, uh, that you put on top of it they usually put a cooked sunny side egg, egg on mm-hmm. top of it and you mix the heck i mean you they put on the your plate i mean they put right in front of you and then you just take that thing and you just mix this thing until it's all like one homogenous mass and you eat it with a spoon mm-hmm. so, and so good yeah, and if you're picky like the great thing is if, let's say you don't like i don't know green onions or something like that it's really easy to pick that out and yep. then mix up the rest of the stuff though i yep yeah, I was just a blatant mixer because, yeah. Just oh. everything. Have you ever had it in a stone bowl? I have. I have. Okay. So the Koreans also make it with a stone bowl where it's actually a stone bowl hewn out. It looks like granite. And they stick that granite bowl on top of a burner. Um, sometimes they put them in the oven. Sometimes they put it on a burner, on a, like a stove burner. Um, so it's actually, it's searing hot. You got to be careful mm-hmm. not to touch that thing. And um, they they actually coat it with um, sesame oil. And so when the rice actually fries and crisps on the side, and that's another version of it that's just amazing. Um, yes. But yeah, so over the last couple of years, I've learned more and more about the Korean food, found out how much I like it, the subtleties of their food. Also, um, Korean culture, a lot of people who... Um, I should say a lot of the influencers on uh, YouTube that I like to watch kind of bump between Japan and Korea. Mm -hmm. So they'll, you know, they live in Korea for a while. They live in Japan for a while, um, back and forth. And it just, the Korean culture looks very, very interesting. It, um, you know, they're um, obviously a first world Samsung's there you know, all of a car, like Kia's and Hyundai's are made there. Um, it's a very, very first world, world Asian culture. Um, and it looks, and they have all sorts of very similar kind of, you know, I don't want to compare them exactly, but like things like K-pop, which is mm-hmm. Korean pop music. 
um, that are very similar to like Japanese culture. Um, we may have borrowed some of it when the Japanese occupied Korea. Um, not in a good way, but um, I really um, think, I mean, just Korea looks amazing to see as a culture. It's, it's not China. It's not Japan. It's not Vietnam. It's its own unique culture, but it is completely Asian and their cuisine um, borrows from a lot of those areas. So that's well, why Korea for me. Yeah, well, and it, because you're right, and I got to experience both of them, you know, both Japan and Korea very close together. Um, it's almost like Japan is, I would say, the more refined, older child sibling. And Korea is like that eclectic younger child that's got, you know, trying to take, you know, it's got a little bit of influence from the older sibling, but also trying to make its own way. Yeah. Um, and and I couldn't believe the the heavy. At least when I was there, I was in Busan. Um, the American influence, like literally, um, I think I, I might have shared this before, but it was. I remember seeing this store that looked so familiar, and uh, you know it had the script writing, and it looked really familiar. And I'm like, Ukla, Ukla, where have I seen that before? And I realized it was a UCLA <laughs> store. <laughs> in, it, it, just UCLA, not the UC system. And I've never seen an Ookla store anywhere else in my travels. But yeah, UCLA had its own store. Kenny Rogers Chicken. I hadn't seen one of those in 20 years. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And I think another reason to love, uh, I mean, there's so many reasons to love you know, Korea. Um, I, I am. I love diversity in my food. And so to sit down and have just all of those awesome little sides. Oh, my gosh. The, yes. You know, the, the pickled yeah. carrots and the radish and all sorts of stuff. And just to, to nibble a little bit. And I don't know what it is, but, yeah, please bring me some more. I'm going to love on it for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely – I'd go back to, to Korea um, in a heartbeat. It was super, super fun. So where were you? I was in Busan. And so okay. Busan, Busan, depend, you know, I remember seeing it spelled <laughs> both ways. Um, and that was really my first, um, exp- that was my first stop in an Asian country uh, on that, for that summer. And so it completely, you know, opened my eyes in a number of ways. People were so incredibly friendly. I was moved to tears, literally bawling my eyes out. Um, because a, a, a young woman in her 20s and her much older mother uh, invited me. I'm just sitting outside stuffing my face full of yummy Korean food. Um, and they pulled up and basically, long story short, invited me. They said they would be honored to have me in their home for dinner because I was an American. And I, I did nothing for it. I was just sitting there eating. And it was it was truly a, a blessing. And so that that will always resonate with me about Korea. We, you know what? We should do a Korea episode um, with your we, one of our friends, um, Tim. Oh, yeah. Tim, Tim actually taught English in I Korea. forgot. Oh, yeah. One of the students on our, our voyage actually left, stayed in Korea to teach English. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe we th- we should we'll do one in uh, South Korea in the near future. So that was also well, and when we do that, I will give you the story of my first experience in a public bath. Um, oh, which is absolutely hysterical. Uh, I think it's hysterical. It's totally embarrassing. I'm just glad that there are definitely no pictures. But yeah, it was 
it involves it involves a large cucumber and me saying no happy endings and we'll just leave it there oh um, no oh. <laughs> yeah it, it was a hoot um so, yeah so i mean no i okay right. <laughs> <laughs> well now that you guys have got me reminiscing about uh you know, visualizing where I want to go. Uh, I'm going to completely switch things up and say my dream destination is Italy. Um, and it, it, from time to time, you know, I travel every year, well, pre-pandemic for my birthday. Yeah. And I've, I've want you know, and I've thought, well, maybe this is the year for Italy. But really, I want to do the month-long boots on the ground, eat it all, drink it all. Um, so you want to travel the all of Italy, or you want to stay in one spot? Um, I would probably just pick a couple of regions, though okay. I've, I've seen a bunch of stuff. I mean, I want to, I want it, there's so much, once I start thinking about Italy, like it might, I just go nutty because I'm like, I of course, I love cheese. And so the Parmigiano Reggiano is like one of my favorite cheeses. Uh, it was actually the cheese that my husband and I used to fight over when we had a cheese of the month club in that Iraq. I'm like, we'd give each other like stink eye, like you're eating more of that. Um, and it's delicious. It, it takes over 500 liters of milk just to make, like, one wheel. Wow. So, I mean, you know it's good. I know. 500 liters. Um, and it totally comes through. Of course, I love gelato. Mm. I mean, it's ice you know, ice cream's cousin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's not a sweet I don't love. I love tiramisu and cannoli. But I'm ready to try the pizza in Naples. I want I mean, I want to try the wine. Um, I want I want balsamic vinegar, like real balsamic vinegar from like Bologna. Um, I want to eat, you know, I want to eat all the stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, you know, the pasta, the salami. Um, I want to eat street food in Sicily. Like when, once I start thinking about it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, and I want to go there too. So. The pizza is so pizza, good. Pizza, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so good. Gelato, so, so good, so good, and so different. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a cousin who lives in Rome, and so she was born and raised. So when I go there, I just stay with her, mm-hmm. and so she knows all the good places to go eat where the locals go. You know, mm-hmm. so like you don't see any foreign tourists there, and it's just like, oh my god, where have you know, like the, when the food comes out, where have you been my whole life? Mm-hmm. So. But the only problem is if you have a full meal for in Italy, you can go from essentially 6.30 to about 11. Have you ever eaten a meal that long? Like four hours? That's a lot. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I would love to eat. I'm like, and? I am not kidding you. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I've met so many people who said... The same thing. They go to Italy, they eat all the food, they drink all the wine, and they end up losing weight. Now, I want to visit a magical place like that <laughs> where I can be eating noci and pesto and I come back skinnier. Like, that's just amazing. Do you think it's the walking? That's what I was thinking. I think it's the walking. Mediterranean diet? I, don't I know. think it's the walking, the med. You know, it, I think it's you know the history. I mean, you're you're just out. I mean, you're you're not gonna you know drive that much. I mean, maybe people people have driven, but I mean, it's just like so much to see and experience. And like you said, yeah, people are eating for over four hours, but it's it's eating <laughs> and talking and stories and stuff like that. That it's just, I mean, it's true, and it's truly being mindful of a meal, or at least that's the story I'm telling myself. Um, 
and so yeah i wanted i want to do it all i want the and even the seafood i mean so many people talk about the pasta and the bread and all that but remember it's got a ton of water surrounding it and especially if you're in sicily it's an island so i mean the seafood everything but yeah i want that's my I'm going to spend a, at least a month. Who knows? Maybe I'll buy one of those one euro houses, <laughs> watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and rebuild it. <laughs> and rebuild. Yeah, I'm, I'm told. Well, actually, and that's a whole nother thing. I mean, I've been looking at that every once in a while, my late night sort of, huh, where do I want to be in you know 10 years? And now they're selling some that are actually, you can move into them now for 40,000 American, which I'm thinking, yeah. dang. That's actually I've I've read a lot about those and you know you don't want a one year old. <laughs> you you want it you want like uh you want the like ten thousand euro ones <laughs> because like the one thousand year one euro ones are essentially it's a lot of land with a barn on it mm-hmm. you know but and the ten thousand euro ones are someone I mean when I, I it's not a barn on it it's just that it's been broken down so much that it's barely anything there but the ten thousand euro one someone may have been living in it recently and it's under a lot of disrepair but anyways do Who it knows? you know what maybe we, you know that can be one of our you know a few years from now as the podcast continues to grow i'll be doing like reports from my you know my home and in, in oh my and doing imagine it. Help us because <laughs> Would you, I, you should have said, like, I was watching YouTube videos to replace a doorknob not so long ago, so. <laughs> but that's, that's my dream is, is Italy and just, I mean, even just a, a simple bowl of pasta, you know, with, you know, just a sprinkling of cheese and pepper and, and butter, I mean, is, or all, of course, olive oil is just, you know, mind-blowing. There, oh, totally. From what I've heard. Oh, yeah. You should talk to Sean. I have, I have, well, the, yeah, he just makes me like, I can learn Italian too. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe how much he's learned Italian in the last year. I mean, talking about take, using a pandemic properly, mm-hmm. uh, he's learned how to speak Italian in one year, essentially. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he came, cause he, came, didn't he go there for a wedding, a cousin's wedding or something like yep. that? He yeah. went to Florence. Yep. And just and- was bit by the bug and fell in love yep 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 so oh my god Incredible. Well, oh, everything Sean. just sounds sexy in italian i mean really oh like, yeah angry in italian. <laughs> it's like there is no like no one in italy sounds like the guy from you know the the teacher from ferris bueller like bueller, bueller. no everything is just like so powerful and that's I'm, I'm totally down with that did you hear about the um italian man who injured both arms no he couldn't talk. <laughs> His wife was so happy. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. Man. I want to go back to Italy now just to try the food again. <laughs> Where did you I go? went, uh, we did a tour. So we did Florence, Rome, um, what, what other cities are there in Italy? <laughs> Milan, um, Venice. Naples, Venice. Oh, that's right. It was Venice. Venice, Florence, and Rome, I think, were the three main cities we stopped in. So that and I experienced Venice in a flood. Not obviously not a major flood like we just had recently, but it was like um super hardcore rain that we watched them put up all the platforms and everything 
to like create sidewalks that was really cool uh, but we're talking about food. So I don't have one place that I'm dying to go just for the food. I'm more of just, I want to embrace this Asian food culture, like thing that I have and go and see all the street food markets. Well, let me say that again. Food, street, wait, street, street markets, street food markets. <laughs> that thank you street Street food food. um so first i saw crazy rich asians and i feel like that was one of the first um i guess impressions i've had of street food that was in singapore um with the satay and all the meat skewers so that of itself i want to try that um and then going to japan I went on a tour there as well, so we didn't have a ton of time to explore, so I definitely want to go back because I saw a ton of different street food that I didn't have a chance to try. Same thing, though, meat skewers. (laughs) Um, And then, surprisingly, as I said, I've been watching a lot of Netflix food documentaries and docuseries, so I recently watched um, Somebody Feed Phil and also um, Street Food Asia. And they both go to Thailand, to Bangkok specifically, but they both go to um, Thailand. And Thailand's never really been on like my short list of Asian, Asia countries to visit. But the food, I think has changed my mind because their street food is amazing. And they have this, um, both the documentaries, they featured this woman named Jai Fei. Well, I think that's her nickname, but she's like the 70 year old lady who's been working at the same um, food stand for, I don't know, like 50 years or something like that. And she is amazing. She specializes in wok, um, like seafood stir fry. And she's super iconic because she always wears like ski goggles when she's um, cooking. So to protect your eyes from all the smoke and everything. Uh, But she makes this incredible like crab omelet. And it's like huge chunks of crab in like this perfectly like crispy but gooey omelet. Uh, And like everyone says you have to try it. And it just looks amazing. So that definitely, I mean, I want to make a stop there for sure. Um, She's got a Michelin Yes, and it's like a street food stand. It's not like a restaurant at all or like a sit-down restaurant. It's it's literally this like side of the corner of the street stand that has a Michelin star. (laughs) So you know it's good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Asian street food places that you just go, what? And it's like, not a lot. But what I mean is, it's just like a surprising yeah. places that street foods gain these Michelin stars just out of the blue. Totally, so. totally. And then staying in Thailand, um, they have this floating market called, I'm going to butcher this too, Dam Noen Saduak. Anyways, it's what it sounds like. It's a floating market. So there's a canal that goes through and you can either take the boat um, and like literally kind of like a mini Venice, but all the food vendors are right on the edge. Like some people are even cooking out of their own boats Um, or you can walk on the edges and kind of branch out from there. But that looks, the experience for one is incredible just to, I don't know, like be in a boat and 
not swim, but float by um, all these different vendors and just be served like a dollar Mm. of Tom Yum soup, which just like directly to you from a woman's boat onto your boat and you just eat it. And that sounds amazing. Um, Yeah, Thailand, the food has changed my mind about going there for sure. Um, But yeah, I think all of Asia just... I've changed my, has changed my mind because of the street food. <laughs> so, mm. Oh yeah. Uh, now it's on my list. Right? Like, and then I think Zen, you mentioned, I know we're running out of time. <laughs> Zen, you mentioned uh, going to Vietnam for your food. Yeah. Before I, I you know, before we started up, that, that was my uh, second place that I want to visit because of this, uh, of food. Um, I mean, and it's got a very similar story. Oh, well, actually, we have Vietnamese, uh, lots of Vietnamese restaurants in Southern California. And once again, uh, lots of Vietnamese. So I've learned a little bit about how to eat the food. Um, I'm also very famous. Uh, you ask my wife. Um, I go into a Vietnamese grocery store or a Korean grocery store by myself. And I come out with a grocery cart full of stuff. And she goes, what is this? I- I don't know. I, I figured, <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean you don't know? It's like, well, I figured we'd try it and see if we like it. It's like, and then it's like, what's that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I literally go down the aisles and just fill up the grocery cart. It's like, what is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> but how will I know until I try it? So, and the same thing with the Vietnamese, you know, anything I don't know about, I want to learn. I like it. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So, um, but Vietnam, because, you know, of course, I have a love for pho. Um, Emily, you and I had spoken about it. It's what are those little rice dishes that are in little dishes? Um, yes, kind of like I know what uh, you're called. I mean, I know what you're saying. They're mini, you get served on a platter, and it's like like 10 or something little mini rice cakes. Um, yeah, Ben Bao. Yes. yes, I always get yes. that confused with Ben Sale because it's just one letter, and but they're very different plates, <laughs> very different dishes. Uh, but Ben Sale, it's exactly yeah. So there are many, like how big would you say that is? Mochi yeah, kind of things yeah. again yeah. with like some shrimp, shrimpy, not crumbs, but it's like a, it's like a shrimp or pork yeah. kind of top crumble toppings on them with a little bit of fish yes. sauce sometimes and maybe a, like a little bit of soy yeah. sauce and if you're vietnamese or you're korean and you hear us compare or ethiopian and hear me specifically comparing <laughs> it to another culture it's mostly because it's the thing that like ethiopian versus indian people have e- eaten more indian food i'm not you know it's just, so like it kind of gives you an idea and vietnamese you know, like when I compare it to mochi, it's because that's one of the few things that maybe a lot of people have eaten, but they're not the same. <laughs> right. It's the consistency, so. but it's, it's fun because, um, it's usually an appetizer, but you can totally order it as like your main meal. And, and then it makes you feel like a giant because everything's so small and I, it's very fun. <laughs> so I have a game. So and here's the game is that you can tell a culture has good food when you go um you take the name of the country and then you say cuisine or you say food okay so if it says if you can say it gracefully 
with the word cuisine, that means they got amazing food. So I've heard of Vietnamese cuisine. I've heard of Chinese cuisine. I've heard of Japanese cuisine. I've heard of British food. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking a little bit, but I've heard of Finnish food. (laughs) You know, there's some truth in that. It's a little bit, right? It's American food. It's not American cuisine. (laughs) No, you're right. I wish I could see my face. (laughs) You're you're testing it out in your head, and you're going, my God. He's right. He's right, right? It's Mexican food. However, oh, there are some. There is some Mexican. Mexican I was going to say, I just watched a documentary on Mexican cuisine. Well, I was going to say because Rick Bayless, um, are you familiar? He runs the Red Restaurants, is bringing out a lot of the uh, traditional Mexican foods, and he has turned it. He's found the ones that are cuisine because a lot of the stuff we eat is mostly more like a street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's not perfect, but it's not it's not entirely off. It's, so, it's got some legs. Oh, yeah. It has a little bit of legs. So, Emily, you want to talk about? I mean, okay, let me tell you why I want to go to uh, Vietnam. Besides the food, Vietnam once again is embedded in Asia. I love Asia, and a lot of and maybe i'm incorrect is a lot of vietnam is still more third worldish um developing developing i'd, I'd say it's, more develop it's definitely not third world but it's developing developing okay and i have a very very special place in my heart for developing countries um I've been to, like, I love going to Taiwan because you can go downtown Taiwan and you can see things, some old, old, old buildings that have been there a couple hundred years next to a brand new skyscraper or something that was built 50 years ago. Um, I really like the juxtaposition of the old and the new. Yes. Right next to each other. totally. Yeah. And I just like, you know, I like seeing the old roads made out of stone and or the sidewalks made out of stone and um, places where people have cooked for generations. And when I see, at least this is my experience from videos and reading about it, Vietnam has a lot of that old culture mixed in with the new culture. And that's why it looks so exciting to me. To I want to go visit it. Oh, I loved Vietnam. Oh, I was mostly in, and it, like the city versus um, some of the more, I wouldn't say rural, but natural places. Cause I was in how long Bay mm-hmm. and to see some of the, the um, we did a kayaking tour through some of the caves where you see these amazing stalagmites and stalactites. Um, but then also being in um, Hanoi and talk about food. I mean, we got our eat on a couple friends of mine and I, and it was like a two and a half, three hour meal from a, a chef who was originally from San Francisco, which I think is one of the best eating cities in the U.S. Um, he, 
we ate until our stomachs were so full. We drank amazing wine and the whole thing cost us $15 American. I mean, it was, it was crazy and wonderful, but it was just like, oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, if we're talking about food, that's, I think Vietnam's a great place to go for it. Yeah. Um, I, it's been a while since I've been back, but, um, I keep hearing great things about it. It's just that aversion to mosquitoes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's amazing. Cause it's exactly what you said, Zen. It's that juxtaposition between the modern and the traditional or the old, I guess. Um, especially in the cities. So my impression's not entirely oh, no. wrong. No, no, no. I'm not totally. <laughs> no, <angry>. no. <laughs> I mean, you never know until you know. Anyway, yeah. Sure. So it's amazing because I hear stories like my brother's been back more recently than I have, so he's been able to hang out with their cousins who are still there. We've, you know, given him like the young adult version of Vietnam because usually when we went back, it was we were children and we just went to see family. So I haven't actually experienced Vietnam as like a young adult, like going on a foodie adventure or anything like that. Uh, But I would love to uh, maybe in months where mosquitoes are hibernating. (laughs) But it's amazing because I've seen videos of the skyscrapers and the city lights where I would always assume that it was just like, not sky the opposite of skyscrapers just like one-story buildings um and like markets but they've completely grown um but still have that very original street food just pull up a plastic chair and sit down and eat out of this bowl that probably a lot of other people have eaten out of and then they'll wash it afterwards uh they've totally got that going on still so that's definitely and like you said lee it's cheap good food that's like a dollar for like a bowl of yeah everywhere so definitely definitely it's on my list i'll make it back there someday (laughs) i'll tell you you need to put on your list if you want to go for food especially Mm -hmm. street food you need to go to hong kong and uh yes those are both on my list for sure and korea (laughs) so we can talk about that another time (laughs) well yeah so and I'd add, oh, and I'd throw Cuba in there. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'd throw Cuba in there because it's just, yeah, I, and really, I mean, I, I practically lived on, I'm making some air quotes, pizza. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Um, ketchup every day pizzas. That was, yeah, the ketchup pizzas that were like, like less than, like 15 to 25 cents. Um, yeah. And it just keeps you full enough until you can sit down for your next meal. I, I still want to know what the ketchup part is. Is it really, you know, what what is that? I, I need to know. <laughs> I want to know, too. <laughs> it's it's highly not sophisticated, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the cheese, but actually going back, it's the bread. Like, the bread is just so, like, the crust is just such a nice spongy bread. Um, oh, yeah. Mm really good and and then other forms too like little sandwiches and and uh, yeah they oh yeah so many good things gosh <laughs> now I'm, I'm just like literally just in my like sitting in my mind right now with my mouth watering <laughs> oh. all right let's let's all just sit and let our mouth water that i think that's a good place to end <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to bust out my phone door. Is it too early for door? <laughs> oh, 
I want to I want to make a shout out to, to someone who we don't know they don't know us. But if you want to look and learn a little bit about a uh, Korean cuisine, there's a YouTube channel called um, Aaron and Claire, and uh, it's a guy who's probably in his 30s. His wife's probably in his 30s or maybe late 20s, and this guy cooks home Korean food with um, I, he's in Seoul. And he shows you how to cook Korean foods or kind of Korean foods that you can make with American ingredients. And he mm-hmm. speaks really, really good English. And it's like this funny comedy duo because he's the cook. He'll cook something and it's like and um, and it always is this uh, experiment, right? So he'll cook something. It's like Claire. And then, <laughs> and then they'll put the dish in front of him and then uh, in front of his wife and his wife will eat it. And like, Oh, this is really good. Or sometimes like, yeah, you did all right here. It's so, like this funny <laughs> comedy duo, but it's, some, I've learned so much about uh, Korean cuisine from these guys. It's Aaron and Claire on YouTube. So if you want to try to cook something, um, give them a try. <laughs> That's awesome. Now we can end. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Great plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning into our Travel to Where the Food Is podcast. What do you guys think? Let us know on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And also, if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk a lot about destinations. So check out some of our seasoned podcasts on Cuba, Taiwan, and Russia, to, just to name a few. And uh, and where did Shant go to? Italy. Florence. Yeah, since we yes. talked about the Yeah, Florence. Yeah. So Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their new professional courses that are upcoming. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.